the college football experience week four preview and picks episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. This is Brian Bosworth, aka the Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the College Football Experience Week 4 Preview and Picks episode. My name is Colby Swingin' Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. <laughs> Week four, can I keep this momentum going? All three of us, I think, are just on absolute fire. Remember, folks, subscribe to the College Football Experience on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former Former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, first down. There we go. And third man in the booth. Give it up for the DFS God himself. Come play DFS with us. Once again, we have an episode that's already out for this Thursday and Saturday. We're going to have another episode later in the week for Friday and Saturday night. We tweeted out at TCE on SGPN and at NC underscore NIC. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, guys? What up? I mean, Look out. Just watch, him go. watch him go. NC Nick had a finished number one overall. Hell of a week. Trifecta. On, what do you get? What tally site, top the- five in the, the tally site trifecta, which is over under, money line, ATS. Week uh, three was kind to me, guys. Well, it was very kind to me because I was killing it on the money line plays as well. But you hit the trifecta. Get yourself out to the track and bet on some ponies, buddy. All right. Perhaps, uh, perhaps I should be be seriously buzzing every pick show. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Get to that open bar. <laughs> and if you see the sweet Eastern Michigan shirt I'm rocking here, there shout out go. to Chris Creighton. 20 and a half point dogs. Boom. Gonna give me a hard time. <laughs> Come on. And uh, look, we have a lot to talk about. Shout out to the chat. Hop in the chat. Talk. We feel free. We'll talk about whatever the fuck you mentioned for the most part. Uh, shout out sorry, to- we're a day early this week, but Colby's got a big court case tomorrow. Okay? Yep. Yep. <laughs> big court case. 
You can't, you can't, uh, you know, the parking situation down there in Santa Monica is absolutely absurd. Nothing wrong with hitting a guy with a baseball bat for parking too close to you. All right. Uh, anyway, shout out to Joe Hackney in the chat says Dundee Moneyline players are going to pay my mortgage. Yes. Remember when it smells, remember that smell. Uh, there we go. Dive on in. Nice beaver. Uh, and let's uh, let's get into it before we we pick these games, guys. I have some topics I want to touch base on. Obviously, I kind of already touched base on this with NC Nick on the uh, DFS pod, but in case you missed that, um, Herm Edwards out at Arizona State. Um, I, I the more that I think about it, the more I think like, what the hell? He could still win the Pac-12. He hadn't played a Pac-12 opponent yet. It, it's even more hilarious. But I, I saw uh, other reports too of like uh, the administration did not want him there, and uh, just just uh, I mean, well, uh, let me read this this thing here. Serious uh, accusations against Arizona State's athletic department and opposing coach recently told the Athletic that it wasn't hard to get intel on this season's team because some within Arizona state athletics wanted the coaching change. So many little bitch rats out there. There are a lot of rats like out sabotage. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't stand it. I know you planned it. All right. And that is, I mean, it sucks. It sucks for, for her. I don't understand why, why would you do that? Either you fire him back then last season. Why would you Eastern invest Michigan. and waste all those kids? Waste yeah. all that energy, not only from the kids, from the fans, from the the whole coaching staff. Yeah, you had reason yeah. to do it before if you really wanted to. It just doesn't make a lot of sense anyway. The question so we got Frost is gone, Edwards is gone. Who will be the next coach fired is the question. Will there be one after this week? Will it be Jeff Collins? Will it be Carl Durrell? Will it be Will Healy? Maybe Satterfield, Neil Brown? Who knows? Nah, Neil Brown's safe after last week. Uh, after last week, he played Towson. Well, they they <laughs> routed Towson. Unless, unless, and we'll, and we'll I don't get think to you're that. You're safe after beating Towson. That's true, but they look <laughs> decent. And the teams that they have lost to at this point, West Virginia, not bad either. But and uh, Jeff Collins, I mean, they were in so, oh so close away from beating Florida. I mean, you know, that, that's a decent wait. look. I mean, yeah. They no, you're thinking of uh, Jeff Scott. Jeff Scott, not oh, Jeff Collins. Yeah. Right, Jeff right, Collins right. was not oh so close to beating anything <laughs> in, in this lifetime. He's Georgia uh, Tech. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, usually it's Jeff Scott who's on the hot seat. Uh, both of them probably should be fired. <laughs> yeah. No, Scott, I think, is on the hot seat too, but he's playing Louisville. Right. Probably giving a pass. Easy to confuse. Yeah. Gold helmets, irrelevant. You know, name Jeff. It could be Brian Harson. Could be Brian Harson. Yeah. I saw TJ yeah. Finley not playing, so they're gonna go right. with uh, they're gonna go with the freshman Robbie Ashford uh, for the yeah, SEC dude, opener. How many times does like Auburn at home get beat that badly? That talk, talk about a bad look. That was a bad look. Mm, so yeah. he could mm. be on the chopping block very soon. Yeah, there are some other injury news. Cedric Tillman's questionable for the Tennessee Volunteers as they look to, be, to you know to take to to beat Florida for the second time in 18 years. Um, uh, that that one's an interesting for the DFS angle. If you listen to our DFS show, I think you might want to play Brew McCoy now, knowing that situation. But also, EJ Smith, son of Emmett Smith, the Stanford running back, is out against the Washington Huskies. Also, uh, I mentioned the TJ Finley thing, but how about uh, Oregon recruit? Uh, TC Manu Maluna. Oh, I saw that. He yeah. was in the stands. He was a commit to Oregon, and he was in the stands in Eugene for that BYU game. 
when the Oregon fans started chanting, fuck the Mormons. Mm. Uh, mm. And he is Mormon. So him and his father left and mm. a lot of speculation that he might not be a duck in the future. What that an asinine chant. Like, yeah. Come yeah. on. That's what I'm saying. Class fuck the Mormons. Just is, a little. That's why you should just say, you know. How about fuck the Cougars? Yeah. <laughs> so, something about soaking. How about so- soaking? Patty C, all know, Patty C knows too well about fucking Cougars, okay? Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's been my game for a while now. Yeah. That's about all I got. <laughs> it is pretty ridiculous to quote, you know. Come on. Yeah. Why you got to bring that in? I hope he goes because I know Cal's on his, uh, on, yeah. on one of his he should. teams. He should. Hope he goes to Cal and they whoop Oregon. I hope he goes to Mormon, uh, is BYU and they win the national championship under. Yeah, his, that's uh, true. Yeah. But they, I don't know that they play Oregon. I don't know if that's a home and home. Maybe Oregon has to go to BYU. I'm not sure with them joining the big 12, but true. maybe they can meet in the, in this, in the 12 in the play- team yeah. invitational. I think it's, yeah, you see what I did point. there. I think it's a playoff. No, get to 12. You gotta have guidelines. You cannot you do leave have guidelines. It. You have six teams auto bid into it, uh, but that's not all guidelines for twelve spots. God, this guy, you can't. We haven't even. <laughs> it, it ha, we're several years away. I want guidelines. Guys, I want guys. Yeah. We got a long bunch of games here. I'm not sure if we should dive into our thoughts on the college football playoff right now. I mean, <laughs> come on, fair. Let's focus. Look, I, you knew I wasn't going to be happy with twelve. Conversation. You knew I wasn't going to be happy with twelve. All right, twelve <laughs> is still a. Just a pile of shit. It's better than four, but is it? I mean, Patty C. Twelve is based off the rankings, the same rankings that tell us Michigan State is better than Washington. After Washington, uh, what I, I think the stat was out of a possible uh, amount of yardage that they could get mathematically, they were one yard off. So Michigan State, they beat Michigan State so bad that they could get every single yard available to them minus one yard, and and and. Michigan Still State, be the projected winner. Michigan State is ranked ahead of them. Okay, I'd I'd kind of like to know how that's determined. Like, how is that stat? How's that nugget figured out? Like, I'm sure yeah. there's some long formula that some nerd came up with, but it's an interesting <laughs> stat. I mean, look, they kicked their ass. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, my point is, is whether it's that or whether it's Appalachian State A and M, and I know we're going down the rabbit hole of the playoff thing, but I will never have any faith. In the in in ranking the 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 top twenty five and having them or the CFP college football rankings having them dictate the best teams. Well, I hate to tell you that there is always going to be subjectivity in the uh, in the rankings, most likely, and there's uh, subjectivity in the FCS playoff selection yeah. process. And no, but they also have every division winner makes the playoff. That's okay, all so I want. So that's that's, that's all I want. You want. Yeah. Okay. It should have been ten division winners and two at larges, and then you know what? Yeah, still not perfect, but you should have just gone to sixteen. Should have just gone to sixteen. Yeah, exactly. More games, more football. You the know, world gets better. My my brother made a point that the four team or the buys, which I was against and can still kind of feel against, um, because it gives an advantage to the teams that you know get pushed to the top by the rankings, you know, and they don't have to go through as much of a gauntlet. But in some ways, his point is that it makes the uh, regular season a little more valuable. Not not only based on seeding, but like you get an extra about. It, it's not going to last. Take for example, can... like Alabama. The first, let's say Alabama and Georgia get a bye game, right? Yeah. They're going to look at Iowa playing a home game or whatever Notre Dame playing a home game, and they're going to see how much millions that goes into the town. Sure. How much the television ratings hit. Yeah. And they're going to say, you know what? We don't want the bye week. Yeah. We went 16 yeah. because it depends, we depends. It depends on how they divvy up the money though. Yeah. Like, it might just be every team in the playoffs. you like, put it all in a pot and you split it evenly. Now that doesn't account for like money coming into a town, but as far as a university, 
it depends on how they do that. Yeah. Sure. But I want to talk about something else guys. Let's, let's switch up because I do. I thought this nugget was very important. Um, 15 double digit dogs have won on the money line. The first three weeks of the season. Beautiful. That is more. I went, I went back and I checked the pe- previous five years. That has not happened in the previous five years. And, and, and how many of them were you on? Well, I was on a lot of them and it should At have been South Alabama like or something, right? Yeah. Or 12. Yeah. But how about this? This is proof that the trans I looked also at the teams and the teams also that almost did it again. Um, yeah. Uh, this is my, my argument forever. The transfer portal helps helps. There is more parity in college football minus Georgia right now. Georgia is the only team that looks like they're on another fucking planet, right? There is more parity across the landscape of college football. I think maybe than ever in my lifetime. When I look at this right here, when I look at these upsets, when you have that many upsets happening, when you look at, Hey, chase Bryce app state's quarterback, he was a Clemson transfer and he would probably start if he was still at Clemson. What do you think? I think he would no, he right? Yeah, right now for yeah, sure. Maybe. Henry Columbi, Texas uh, at Marshall. He's a Texas tech transfer, right? Cameron Ward, Washington state was a 17 point dog against uh, Wisconsin. They went to the FCS ranks and got Cameron Ward, right? Uh, Troy who almost knocked off Appalachian state as a double digit dog. They didn't even do it, but I'm saying they went, oh, I'm sorry. No, Eastern Michigan went and got Troy starting quarterback or they played two quarterbacks a season ago and they knocked off. Uh, they knocked off uh, Arizona state, Missouri state road rash face almost pulled off the upset against <laughs> Arkansas. And he's got Jason Shelley, a Utah transfer quarterback, That's right. South Florida outgained Florida by a pretty big you know, a pretty big amount and, and should have won that game. If you watched it, their quarterbacks, a transfer from Baylor who started a lot of years. Um, you can go on and on and on about this, uh, whether it's Andrew Peasley, the Utah state transfer who beat why who beat air force. I really believe that you're seeing this effect in college football. And a lot of it is because the transfer portal is people said, Oh, it's only going to make Alabama and Georgia and all these other schools better. I disagree. I think this is proof. The fact that before you would have to deal with your shitty quarterback for four years or your, you know, the, yeah. the fact that you can go out and get an experienced guy. And I think you're seeing Alabama yeah. being able to get a couple guys like Tamir Gibbs and whatever, Henry Toto, yeah. um, you know, that helps them. That helps fill out their holes in their roster, but the, the amount that they lose, yeah. you know, to uh, Drew programs. Sanders, the linebacker for our, for Arkansas is playing his ass off down there. He's a Bama transfer. Yeah. You know, like uh, you, you can go all around Play here. Time is always going to supersede anything for these I, guys. I, but I really believe they want money. They want NFL money. I believe it's a direct correlate. Uh, uh, you know, like this is gotta be that reasoning. If there's this many upsets happening. And then, the, like I said, there was almost, these are South Alabama was a, they should have won that game. They were up the entire game. They botched it. South Alabama loses by one. Missouri state was leading in the fourth quarter. South Florida was leading with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Western Kentucky was winning the whole game against Indiana with the transfer QB. The Buffalo Bulls almost knocked off as a double digit dog, Coastal Carolina. Uh, you, I'd like to see the stats on previous years to compare. Well, no, I have the I have the the stats for double digit dogs. Fifteen is, is way more in the first three weeks than previous years. Yes, really. Yes, I pulled up a bunch. So, okay. um, well, we know the portal, you know, giveth and taketh away. So it's a two way street because these you know smaller schools, G five schools, they also lose some of their best players to P five schools, but. No, in general, I think you're onto something. I think it's it's true. I mean, because yeah, if you go to Auburn or Alabama or Georgia or whatever, 
and your second string, third string, and you're looking at another like top 10 class coming in, you're like, I'm not going to see the field. So yeah, you move, you go down, you, you, you go to a smaller school and it bolsters their talent level for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think you're and you're and they're very expensive. A lot of times they're super experienced. So it, it actually depletes the depth of the bigger schools. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's, I find there's gotta be a correlation there. I mean, the number it's of like yeah. four star backup quarterbacks at Alabama, I feel like they got like three or four of those in any given year. And then usually the five star comes in and they either put them in there or earns it, whatever it is. And all those four stars that they had recruited that were like going to be the guy, but then you yeah. know, weren't the guy. Those those guys aren't sitting on the bench uh, waiting for their chance now. They're out, you know. And and I mean, if Pitt if Pitt couldn't go to Keaton Slovis, they would have had to go to. I mean, I know he's been injured, but I'm saying I think Pitt is able to get better. I oh, think. Oh yeah, it, it would have been a very six and six type yeah, season if they yeah. relied on Patty or, 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 or West Virginia. I mean, yeah. who knows what West Virginia ends up? But Daniels is certainly an upgrade as opposed to Deggy. Yeah. Um, you can go across the ranks here. Uh, and, and, and I mean, Adrian Martinez better than uh, the, 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 what's his name? Will Howard. I think it is. Mm-hmm. You can go one by one through all these schools and, and Michael, look what Michael Penix is doing at Washington. Yeah. You know? So uh, just wanted to throw that nugget out there. I think there's something there and I, I'm telling sure. you, buddy, I'm telling you, well, as long as uh, what you're looking for is parody within the sport, which I think most fans are, but for the teams that established and built and developed that talent, Maybe not what they were, are looking for, especially at the top that, you know, got that commitment from those players. But since those aren't the rules anymore, then deal yeah. with it. You know, it's a new game. I mean, uh, Jaden Daniels at, I mean, shit, you can actually, the whole Arizona state team transferring. You can look at why Herm Edwards is fired. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you can talk about the, 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 the NCA rule breaking. I don't know, but anyway, let's hop into it. Let's pick some games folks. Um, here we go. Yes. Week four is here. Week four is here. We actually have a Thursday night game. TV execs play more weekday games. You fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, the, I, 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 come on. The fact that there was no, last week they only gave us like a f- two Friday games. What the hell, man? And then this week, even even this week, I'm happy that we have a decent slate. But th- this season has been a little weak on the weekday games. And I know later in the year, it's still a little weak on the weekday games. True. We want more Tuesday, more Wednesday, more Thursday. I saw, I mean, Maxion doesn't start till no, but they should start that November. They, they should start yeah. that week one. Well, they haven't in I previous yeah. previous seasons. What I'm saying is you are expecting a new horizon that has never existed to be in place. Well, the Sunbelt played a lot more Wednesday games. College football used to play a lot more on Thursday. Now they're letting the NFL sure. run with that. Yeah. Agreed. There used to be big time matchups on Thursday when I was growing up. Yeah. You Dude, know, there's big time matchups this week. You talk about West Virginia, Virginia tech, and then you got a Sunbelt battle, coastal Carolina and Georgia state. I love this Thursday slate. Yeah. yeah no, this is the first one though. I'm, I'm saying the previous Thursdays this have been pretty been shitty. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it goes back to that later in the year. And that's all we're asking for is, Hey, and I just saw the numbers for the UCF Louisville game was like the best Friday night ESPN had. And then uh, the Florida state Louisville beat that. So it's like, Hey, guess what? We want to watch football on weekdays. You, you fucking banana heads. All right, let's go. If you're Fox sports and you're you're not getting the Thursday night NFL game, why not put a college game on there? Yeah. I mean, come on money talks. I did see something about um, the big 12. Uh, or um, rather Amazon potentially being a major player. I know we had spoken about that today, but I just saw that news today kind of uh, 
being another another player that we they should about. Yeah. they should buddy. Fox, ESPN, and now Amazon. We'll see. They should. All right. Well, uh, we do have one of the best Thursday night games, and, and uh, really a rivalry that I feel like was built on Thursday nights. From at least my perspective, as a, as a kid growing up in the Northeast, I feel like I would watch West Virginia, Virginia Tech, not just them playing each other, but both those universities playing on Thursdays very often. A lot of times I think the big East would, would play into the Thursday thing. Uh, so I'm delighted to see this rivalry back. These teams have been playing each other since 1912. What the fact I said, delighted. No, no, sorry oh. guys. New to the chat, Patty C fan club. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, one of the best uh, Twitter follows. <laughs> yes. I mean, awesome. the greatest hype man alive. He's talking about I don't know uh, if we should live on air uh, repeat him, <laughs> but he is appreciated at all times. Uh, well, I mean, uh, sorry, I, that, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I love to have got? it. I love to have it here in the chat. Let's go, uh, West Virginia, Virginia Tech. They've been playing each other since 1912. Uh, WVU leads the all-time series 29-23. Three of the past four matchups have been by a score or less. Uh, I'm a bit concerned here. I've seen this line currently over at win bet at uh, wow. It's come down a little bit. West Virginia minus a point and a half. I saw this thing all the way up to three at one point. Now you're seeing it minus a point and a half. What am I missing? Um, I watched that Wofford game. All right. Had it on in the pregame. Cause it was a weird kick. It was early. It was 11 AM, 8 AM on, on the West. Um, They only rushed for 3.2 yards of rush against Wofford. Yeah. I have concerns. They're currently the 93rd ranked offense and they've only played one power five out of three games. That's not good. And I actually think West Virginia is better. I think West Virginia should have beat Pitt. I thought they were the better team. They I thought that overtime, I'll be Kansas. honest. I, I, I kind of thought the first half they were beating Kansas second half. Kansas definitely dominated the second half, but I feel like it was kind of right there for West Virginia to still win that game. Yeah. And it wouldn't be that far. They're not that far off of being three and oh, and Towson's two and one in the FCS ranks, and they just beat them by fifty-eight points. I, I just think JT Daniels and Graham Harrell are going to put up all points no matter what. I get it. Hokies defense looked good, and I know Grant Wells. What they had five turnovers in the ODU game, and they haven't had one since, so that's good. But I don't care that it's at Lane. Enter Sandman. I think you should care about that. I think that's no. Pretty I think big yeah. factor when these two teams are playing. But I'm taking. I'm taking West I'm Virginia. Taking West Virginia. West Virginia. Too. Lock it up. Actually, let's go. Let's start this thing correctly. I'm with you. Lock it up too. Where, where, oh, there we go. Double lock. Uh, Double here's lock. Only, here's my only, uh, you know, hesitation is that Virginia Tech's getting a little better, and they're playing good defense. What makes you think that? Uh, that I'm sorry. Wofford was scoreless through their first two games. <laughs> they gave up Wofford's only touchdown of the season. Well, they gave it up once they had the game. Still. Completely in hand. They're an FCS team that sucks, dude. Uh, they slapped Boston College by 17. That's an improvement over their loss at Old Dominion the previous week. So there's in that Boston College game, they only got they, they only racked up 284 yards of offense. Uh, and well, I, they're I, a defensive team. This is Brent the, Pry. This the, is like there's a chance Boston College might go winless. I mean, they they so they had they lost four starters on the off- offensive line to the NFL. Right, their returning guy. Got out for the season and preseason, and since then they've lost two on the O line. They are starting a a fresh uh, a walk on at left tackle. Boston College might be fucking horrible. 
Yeah. I mean, meanwhile, so we know how bad the Hokie offense is. West, the West Virginia offense ranks 13th in the country in yards per game, and they've had a, a, a much tougher schedule so far. So if you look, if you, if you, I mean, what does Virginia Tech have better than West Virginia? Nothing. Field advantage. And yeah. Maybe linebackers well, and secondary. WVU that, even has, even that's a little bit uh, like I kind of like WVU's linebacking core. I, think I would WVU say secondary. Has, you would say what Virginia Tech has the edge. Yeah. WVU has a better quarterback. Definitely the better playmakers. Like Ford Wheaton or yeah. like Donaldson or Mathis, the running backs. Yeah. They, and they return offensive and yeah. defensive line play. Yeah, stills on the defensive line is going to be in the NFL. Uh, I'm all over this, and, and I agree with you. Yeah. I'll triple lock it. I just think, even though it's worthy of a lock, it's not a guaranteed blowout here. I think Virginia Tech will will keep it close, but not within three, and certainly not within one and a half. The only thing you got is prime time at Lane. That's it. Yeah, and yeah. a good defense. And a good defense. I think Virginia Tech has that. Morgantown, you'll always be home sweet yes, we are locking up West Virginia minus a point and a half. This is our lock music for this one. It makes me sick to do it. Sorry, Hokie fans. Morgantown, WV. Pittsburgh Panthers, a bunch of wimps. We're going all the way. No guts. No, 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 but Hokies are probably on that song later, but regardless, lock it up. And uh, look, I've been to a Thursday night in, in lane against West Virginia. It's awesome. The environment is fantastic. It is what co- it is. The epitome of great college football and what we should not forget. They should be playing that game every fucking year. Uh, so that is an awesome Thursday. All right. Between this and the backyard brawl being back with somebody, West Virginia, finally, the athletic director is probably like. Hey, we're losing. Uh, we, we are no one's coming to the games because we're playing fucking Texas Tech. Let's play our rivals. Yeah. All right. Even if it has to be in the non-conference. Yes. Slate. Um. All right. Moving along. Next up, NC Nick, Sunbelt specialist. Uh, there we go. Coastal Carolina heads to Georgia State, where Georgia State leads the all-time series three to two. Patty C. <laughs> uh, and four of the five matchups have been decided by ten points or less. Georgia State. This was. I mean. One of those double digit dogs was the Charlotte 49ers knocking off Georgia State as a 20 and a half point dog. Georgia State, though, had 421 yards of offense compared to Charlotte's 275. How the hell did Charlotte win this game? Even the turnover turnover battle was 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 neutral. Uh, it, I don't understand this. Georgia State held Charlotte to 118 yards on the ground. Meanwhile, Coastal Carolina, they should have blown out Buffalo because they had 504 yards of offense. Buffalo only had 337, but Coastal had four fumbles that they lost in that game. Ball security is going to be key. Uh, I I would imagine Coastal after two scares with with the running Bulldogs of Gardner Webb and then the Buffalo Bulls. This line Coastal's currently laying two and a half points on the road in Atlanta in the house that uh, in the house that Hitton Mark Witten built. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what are we doing here, folks? So first, uh, Pat Kappa is right. Charlotte is much better with Chris Reynolds, who who got injured in that opening game to FAU. But they still shouldn't have won forward, that game. No, yeah. When, when you agree. break down the yardage, and it's that big, like they had, uh, they had like two hundred yards more of offense. <laughs> like that. Right. that that's, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, it's a bad look. Georgia State hung with South Carolina, hung with UNC, had a chance to win both those, and then just shot the bed against uh, Charlotte. Of but course, they look, wait for us to lock them, and then they shoot the bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you, Georgia State. 
Last year, this game was 42 to 40 in Conway, Georgia State won. But guys, look, you have a 3 and 0 team against an 0 and 3 team, and the 3 and 0 team is only favored by two and a half. We're all over the Chanticleers, right? Yeah. No. I don't think so. I'm no. on Georgia State. I, I'm on the Panthers, too. <laughs> I, I am on Coastal Carolina. Look, you guys can say all you want, but this team is 3 and 0, and they're playing an 0 and 3 team. If you win, get especially by a uh, uh, two and a half point margin. They have found a way to win every single game, and if they find a way to win this game, they're going to cover it. I'm sorry. I think I'm I think home dog here. I, I, yes. I agree. I mean, Coastal Carolina last two games against Gardner Webb and, and Buffalo, they've totaled six turnovers. Oh, that, they have been suspect. There's no doubt very. about it. So and I don't feel good about them going on the road and taking on a quality opponent. And if you look back at last year, uh, down there with Big Bird uh, in Brooks Stadium in Conway, they lost to Georgia State. I think them coming to Atlanta. I think the fact you play each other every year now, you can kind of gain intel on how to. Uh, uh, Chadwell's been there for a while. Um, you can kind of gain intel on how to how to stop that offense. I'm going to take Georgia State to win that game outright. Mm. I, I see like where you're it. coming from. I see where you're coming from. I do. I think Georgia State may may be the better team at this point in the year. I think that them playing at home is uh, an advantage. But when it comes down to it. When it's two and a half points and a three and O team, especially one that's been as successful as they have been over the past few years. I think it's more likely that coast of Carolina wakes up than it is uh, Georgia Southern, a team that just lost to Charlotte, a team that just lost to Charlotte. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. Okay. But guys, uh, guys new to the chat here. I think Mark Parker, he says, don't skip Illinois versus Chattanooga. Oh, we don't skip any of that shit. All right. I was look, say, yeah. Maybe Mark is new to TCE. We don't skip anything, man. We go through every game and, and that's up next. It is up next. Chattanooga at the Illini Chattanooga three and oh, and they've won all three games in the FCS ranks by double digits. It's a 31 point win an 18 point win and a 27 point win. Chattanooga was a winning team a season ago. I know you they, can look. Hey, they they played Wofford better than uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and look, Chattanooga was six and five a season ago, but that was misleading. They only lost by five in Lexington to Kentucky. In fact, all five of their losses a season ago were by a combined twenty five points. This team is better than what you realize. And then this off season, they went out and got Eastern Michigan, former Eastern Michigan starting quarterback Preston Hutchinson, who started a lot of games at Eastern Michigan. He's their he's their quarterback now, completing sixty six percent of his passes for five touchdowns and two interceptions, and they got one of the best running backs in all the FCS in Aleem Ford, rushed for over a thousand yards a season ago. This season, he has three hundred twenty five yards and six rushing touchdowns. And Chattanooga's defense has only given up thirty four points in three weeks. Meanwhile, Illinois, they've only played two FC op- FCS opponents in the past five years. They're two and zero against them. But running back Chase Brown is among one of the nation's best. Um, Tommy DeVito is pers- is is actually somewhat playing decently. Sixty-seven percent of his passes, which I do expect that number to go down as Big Ten play. You know, r- as we roll into Big Ten play, sure. six touchdowns, two interceptions. I like that wide receiver Isaiah Williams. This line is currently at eighteen. I am seeing Illinois laying eighteen. That is too many points for Dundee. I'm going to take the mocks and Chattanooga. I'm a bit skeptical because I do think Ryan Walters will have a defensive game plan that will limit the mocks offense. However, I do think Chattanooga solid and the fact they banged with Kentucky a season ago, which we know that was last year when Kentucky put a couple of offensive players or offensive alignment into the league. 
I'm going to, I'm going to take my chances with the chats uh, or the mocks, the chats. I don't fucking know. Right. Uh, give me the 18 points and the moccasins and let's go. Illinois coming off a bye doesn't uh, worry uh, bother you or the game being in Champagne. I can't imagine Champagne will be rocking six dollar tickets. I saw earlier today. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So probably not a full stadium for this one. Um, I think you might be right just because they consistently score as much as they do 31, 38, 41. Granted, not against great competition. Uh, overall records of the teams that Chattanooga has gone three and zero against is one and eight. So far, yeah. and their only win of those was against UVA. I mean, I could totally see so. Illinois like late. You know the way Bielma grounds and pounds that thing. You know the the Mox defense finally gives through, but I could see this thing being close the first half. But I, I I definitely can see a case where they would lose this too. I don't love this play, but I do think Preston Hutchison, he was Eastern Michigan's quarterback for a while. He's gone on the road and beat Big Ten teams before. I think they have the better quarterback personally. I think Chattanooga has the better quarterback. <laughs> so I think maybe 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 the average better looks at the Illinois win over Wyoming thirty eight to six, or the win over over Virginia twenty four to three, and said, you know, they would have covered that spread against you know pretty good FBS teams. They should be able to to do so against Chattanooga. The other thing too is they they do have at Wisconsin on deck. I don't know if we're saying like look ahead because they're coming off a bye, so that, you know they should be focused on the task at hand, but. I just think the line at 18, I think, you know, I, I think it's going to get a lot of chalk money on the fighting line. I, I'm going to go Chattanooga to cover because well, I do think they're a solid opponent and they're, they're prime time national stage. They got a chance to show out here. And that is a bit of a look ahead. Cause that's Bioma's return to Madison. He said some very, you know, I, I know this when I went to uh, the great state of Wisconsin to do some stand up, and then I went to a Packers game, but I got drunk with a bunch of fans. And uh, that the, I, I wasn't as familiar because from a national point of view, I guess, I mean, I didn't realize what he had said that was so bad about Madison and, and Wisconsin football. So I do think that, I mean, maybe not to Bielma, but at least for Wisconsin that, that they're looking for the fans are looking forward to that game with Bielma returning back to Madison for the first time since saying a lot of bad things about them. Well, we're, we're all on the mocks. Wow. Do I don't know. The only thing is, um, yeah, I mean, I think it is just at first glance, maybe just a couple points too high. And so sometimes that's what I got to ride with. There we go. Let's hop on it over to Friday. Friday. Oh, man. I, guys, I did some deep diving on some of these weekday games for us. And I am very excited to talk about this matchup. Virginia, Brandon Armstrong used to be Steve, Steve Young 2.0. Now he's like, uh, Kerry Conklin 2.0. Uh, That's look, cool. yeah. I mean, or maybe Tim Rosenbaugh wasn't he a lefty? I think that maybe that that fits better. Uh, they head up to the MCA Center. I don't fucking know the the YMCA Dome, whatever the fuck it's called now. Right? It's not the Carrier Dome to take on JMA Wireless Dome. Yeah, to take on uh, the Syracuse Orange Men and uh, the Shredder. The shredder is there. I want to just drop this nugget for you here. UVA last year through its first three games with Robert and I as their OC and Jason Beck as their quarterback coach who are now at Syracuse. They had 124 points within their first three games last year, this year with Tony Elliott, offensive officiato, 50, 53 points, 53 points, right? 
We're going to try that one. Yeah. Later. Officiato. <laughs> all right. Then, then uh, Syracuse last year, pre Jason Beck and Robert and I, they scored just 60 points first their first three FBS opponents this year. They're at 111 points. Hmm. Huh? Interesting. Very it's almost interesting. Like Colby and I were skeptical of the Elliot hire. Yes. And it's <laughs> almost like when uh, late, when I jumped on Syracuse and saying, Oh, this Robert and I hire this hire of Jason Beck, a quarterback coach, both coming from Charlottesville. And let me add in this Brandon Armstrong is completing just 52% of his passes. He has more interceptions than touchdowns. Meanwhile, Garrett Schrader, the shredder, a former wide receiver just a year and a half ago is completing 66% of his passes, eight passing touchdowns, zero interceptions. I rest my case to the great Patty C. Let me, let me ask you this though, because to, to, to use your own words and make you accountable for them. Uh, yes. What Robert and I has done is predictable. Although he's walking into a situation where there is continuity at the quarterback and running back position. Schrader started a few games last year. Okay. It was also DeVito. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But he was the better of the quarterbacks in, in any event. Definitely. He's not having to break yeah. in like a brand new quarterback. That's never played a little. And then well, I would say he's breaking in the throwing aspect. Cause if you look at Schrader's passing sure, stats last sure. year, oh, he no, didn't no. throw the ball much. And I yeah. has done wonders, yeah. right? It, it's great. I think having Tucker helps, but I think either way that offense is way better with him there than it was without him with Elliot though, kind of the same thing, bringing a lot of talent back, but there's one aspect that you pointed out on a bunch of different times, the, the offensive preseason. line, yeah, yeah. The offensive line. So maybe cut Tony Elliott some slack while they get that figured out. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> All you have to do is look at so UVA's played one power five opponent, and that's the team we just talked about, Illinois. Yes, to Mark Parker's point, Ellen the Lion I they have a pretty strong defense, but in that game, UVA can only get two hundred and twenty-two total yards, only forty-two rushing yards. On third down, they went oh for fifteen and they committed three turnovers. I mean, talk oh. about just an awful, awful offensive performance. The offense isn't there yet. It's no. true. <laughs> and I, I believe no, Billy Kemp, I, I believe Billy Kemp also one of their wideouts is out for this game. Sure. And and it's not like the defense is great either. So I'm taking Syracuse. I'm laying the points. Yeah. That, by the way, that, that, that line is currently at 10 and a half. Does that change that going up, go up big time? I'll still lay yeah. the points. I will still lay the points too. I think Virginia's terrible. I actually think they're terrible. And I actually think I know their schedule's light, but I just don't think they're a very good team. Old Dominion is not a very good team either. And Old Dominion, now I will say I think Virginia definitely owned the the yardage in that game despite only putting up 16 points. Um they got down in the red zone like inside the 10 like twice and didn't convert. They just don't look good when I watch Virginia. No, they're not yeah. there yet. Their yeah. defense is good. Their Dude, defense I don't even know if their defense is good because to put up a 30 burger to Illinois, I think 24. But Really? It's twenty four twenty. Okay. Three. Yeah. And we say their schedule's easy and, and it's not hard, but like looking at it, what's the what's the surefire win? You know, after Syracuse is at Duke. No, Duke they're gonna lose that. They're thought. gonna lose that. Yeah. I, I feel then very good about Louisville, that. Georgia Louisville Tech. Home. Well Louisville at, at Georgia Tech. Yeah, both probably, those might have interim coaches. <laughs> yeah. Uh I then think- Miami, UNC, Pitt, Coastal Carolina, Virginia Tech. Yeah. You're going to see growth out of this team. I'm, I think everyone's overreacting right now. I think you're going to see some growth. I don't think we're going to, you know, hammer 10 wins like we thought that this schedule might, you know, provide them, but 
but think, will they go bowling? I think they still go bowling. But no, I will yeah. look. They, they lost all those players to the portal, but you also have to be proactive in the portal. You've seen a ton of new coaches bring in guys. Sure. And the, they brought in two oh, FCS no. guys. The, the jury's yeah. out. The yeah. jury is yeah. out on Tony Elliott, no doubt. And this is a guy I'm I'm rooting for him. You lay in the points. Uh, I'm taking UVA. Really? I'm taking UVA. I think I'm, I'm on the orange, and I think it's a pick. I think it's a fringe lock because Syracuse's defense is what has been points. impressive. Yeah. All right. Syracuse defense has been legit. Uh, moving along, Friday night, the Nevada Wolfpack head to Colorado Springs to take on the. Air Force Falcons. Air Force is two and one all time in Colorado Springs, uh, four and two overall against the Wolfpack. But Nevada, last time they played a game, they gave up 616 yards to Ooh. Incarnate Word. That was a loss in Reno too. Now they hit the road, but Incarnate Word only rushed for 210. <laughs> I thought Incarnate Word was was slings the ball around. I thought that yeah, was their no. Deal. They threw for 400 and, and, and they you know, still yeah. rushed for over yeah. 200. Yeah. Good God. Nevada uh, does suck. Yeah, Nevada's quarterback Nate Cox. All right, he's six nine. He's the tallest quarterback in college football. He threw for over three hundred yards against Incarnate Word. Meanwhile, Air Force losses as a seventeen point favorite in Laramie. They bounce back to Colorado Springs. Ezekiel, I mean, Brad Roberts still rushed for a ton of yards. Ezekiel Daniels was actually pretty efficient passing the ball against the Cowboys. This line is currently at uh, twenty four. Air Force is laying twenty four. I I gotta take the points. I gotta take the like I I think I I think it was earlier in the week when on tally side I got it at twenty two and I rode Air Force at twenty four. I'm sorry, but I do think it's easy to see a tide turn. Just because Air Force, okay, Air Force, there's limited possessions in this game because of the triple option. There's limited possessions. I can't go higher than 24 points. I think Nevada will still be able to score a couple scores. So, so let I me got, ask you this. Yeah. Where would you rank Nevada compared to teams like Colorado or Northern Iowa? Wait. Well, Northern Iowa they they continue to lose their 0 and 3. So I would put Nevada ahead of them. I thought Northern Iowa would be a little bit better this year, but they're not. Um as far as Colorado, I think Colorado actually beats Nevada if they play. Just saying that Air Force beat Colorado forty-one to ten and Northern Iowa forty-eight seventeen. I actually like the bounce back spot here for Air Force. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay all those points. I'm riding Falcons too. Mm, Falcon up. Uh, hey, against your boys. I guess against, my boys. Yeah, your I, boys. I have watched uh, the reality of the situation <laughs> come to fruition, and uh, Nevada's just not that good. Uh, also new to the chat, I believe Bryce Bailey saying Mizzou money line. We'll get oh, there. We'll get oh, there. That's a Saturday I like game. it. Still working yeah. through Friday here, but I can see that that's got potential. Friday night, three games, fantastic. No FCS game. All right, last last week's Mary Mac Harvard game was fucking bananas. Um, uh, Boise State heads into El Paso, Texas. All right, uh, Boise State six and zero all time against the Miners. NC Nick sprinkled fool's gold on me. I was all over UTEP being dog shit. When we did the UTEP preview, he tried to tell me they were better than what they were. I Went I was bowl last year. I hey, I was all over New Mexico fucking them up last week. And New Mexico did. New Mexico's actually gonna be watch out. New Mexico might go to a bowl this year with Miles Kendrick at quarterback. They they are a little bit better throwing the ball. The defense was there last year. They were just on the field like 90 minutes a game. 
Uh, UTEP is one and three. They're coming off a, a bad loss to New Mexico and Danny Gonzalez. Gavin Hardison, their their quarterback. Hey, life without Jacob Cowing, a little tough. Forty eight percent of his passes is always completing. Uh, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Yes, Robert Awat is a solid running back, but Boise State's defensive line is actually legit. I think it's one of the best uh, D lines in the group of five. And uh, I am going to this line currently, currently sitting at Boise minus 16 and a half. Folks, I am bringing you to the land down under. And this, this is one of the best stadiums in college football, the Sun Bowl. Right off the freeway there, this stadium kicks ass. It looks awesome. It's got great history to it. You're locking up Boise. Boise is going to roll them. Boise is going to roll them. UTEP sucks. Boise is like 42 to 14. Considering it, but Boise's not rolling anybody. They didn't roll UT Martin. UT Martin's better than UTEP. UT Martin was an FCS playoff team a year ago. They're better than UTEP. Yeah. Like I'm on Boise, but this reminds me of the game two weeks ago when they were what laying like 15 and a half against New Mexico and no. just barely covered for us. Yeah, but but New Mexico just beat Utah by by like 20 points. They well, they won by 17. That was that yeah. was yeah. my next point was that I think New Mexico is better than uh, Utah. I'm on Boise. I I was considering locking. Come to the fucking land down under. Stop being a coward. You want to talk me into it? Do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Patty, buddy. I mean, I, well, let let me let me have my own life here. You know, we can't all just tail pick Dundee mm. all day long. <laughs> Your <laughs> loss, not mine. All Listen. right, me and NC Nick, Boise State minus the points. Let's go. I will say this: um, UTEP uh, has the rare back to back. Wait, what am I looking at? They both played New Mexico in back to back weeks. Yeah. Right. So you kind in the same stadium. Boise beat uh, New Mexico by 17. Uh, New Mexico beat UTEP by 17. So a little 34 point swing that doesn't necessarily always happen. New on Mexico the field that had way. a kick return for a touchdown. They Boise UTEP? no against right, against Boise. Boise. Boise only limited them to one touchdown. And even that was like an 80 yard pass. Like Boise dominated that game. Um, Boise is gonna roll UTEP. I'll, I'll lock it up. I'll lock. Oh! It up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want a tail pick, Dundee. You know, it's easy to see a tide turn. I just, <laughs> I just don't want this guy shouting from the rooftops and claiming everyone's uh, tailing him, right? Hey, the, and then, and then you these know, rooftops are gorgeous, <laughs> all right? And then we get no credit, Nick. We're left, we're left being the guys that tail picked Dundee. Well, you are what? Uh, you're sixth overall, or seventh overall. Got, uh, NC Nick's what? Third overall, and, and I'm number one overall. I'd like so, to I have mean, some of my own. Uh, you're making some, some logic there. Some of my own picks. I want to start picking games first, so I lock him before. That, pick that's Dundee. what I was gonna say, Patty. Colby intentionally makes sure he goes first <laughs> on, on the games that he wants to lock hey, up. Hey, you want to host? You want to host? Let's go. All right. Not really. Uh, Not really. Next up. Saturday morning. But before we get to Saturday morning, I want to tell you that the college football experience week four preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet, bet a hundred dollars at win bet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet that sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. People we're also brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football. They got the NFL red zone plus games in 4k at no extra charge. There's over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. You can watch it on all your devices. Never miss a game or an episode with your favorite shows. 
because they have included cloud-based DVR. Plus there's no contract. There's no commitment and you can cancel at any time. Right now you can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to Fubo TV.com slash SGP. That's Fubo TV.com slash S G P Rasa brought to you by odds trader. Yes. Odds trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promo codes from uh from sports book to sports book to assure that you get the best deal possible. Um, it also has a bet tracker. So betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Um, I, I love that because you get me in November, especially this November and December. We we're just talking about it earlier today in the studio of, of all the shit that we got going on. We got college football, college basketball, NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB playoffs, which will October. But I'm saying you got, you're smashing in the world cup. You got the gray cup going on. I'm no stranger to betting on the, the gray cup. All right. Oh fuck. I've been betting on the gray cup since Tracy Ham was the quarterback of the fucking Baltimore stallions. All right. So what I love is it organizes it for you. All right. So go to oddtrader.com slash blue wire. Oddtrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. 